Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome all new listeners and welcome back to those who, who have heard uh, our content in the past. Uh, today, if, you're, if you want to learn three things that your youth athlete is doing uh, that could lead to injury, uh, you need to uh, tune into this podcast. We're excited to have you. Uh, before I go into the podcast, what is new with our sports performance family? Uh, what is happening behind the scenes? Um, there's always things happening uh, with our company, with what we call our sports performance family. Uh, at the moment, we are getting ready to rock and roll into a summer. Uh, at the time of this recording, it's uh, June, <laughs> June of 2022. Uh, so whenever you're listening back to this, uh, we are getting excited for a great summer. And so one of our our goals and missions is to be able to service our community. And we know that during the summer, there's a lot of things happen. People go on vacation, people go, uh, you know, onto summer camps, um, or maybe they uh, start working on the iPad a little bit more. Uh, we know that certain trends or certain things happen. Why? Because we see the injuries that happen afterwards or during. So one of the best things that we're doing now as a company, as we've become more and more established, is actually forecasting and beating our clients to the injuries. That's kind of our, our biggest mission. One, to get you out of them. But number two is, how do we keep you out of and how do we prevent it? Uh, and that's what's going on today in uh, today's podcast. Um, our obsession is prevention of injuries. Um, our specialty is management of injuries, uh, but our obsession is really to uh, prevent them and then keep you just doing the things that you love, whether you're an adult and you're, you know, you're working on uh, yourself, uh, whether you are a, or you have a child who's 15 years old, 16 years old, and you want to keep them healthy. Or uh, you are a young professional and you are enjoying life and you don't want to change it. You don't want to get off track because you love the CrossFit or the F45 or the bodybuilding, whatever it is that you do or the mountain biking, whatever it is you do. Uh, we love it and we get it. So uh, onto this podcast, uh, why? Okay, so what, what, is, what are three things that your athlete, youth athlete, can be doing that's leading them to injury. Uh, these are three like fundamental principles. Don't get too lost in the weeds here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole a couple different places, but ultimately you need to be listening to the grand scheme of the, the principle level of what I'm talking about here. So I'm gonna run through three main reasons. And if you can do this, you can keep your athlete healthy, your youth athlete healthy. Now, does this apply to you? Yes. However, uh, you know, as you get older, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to hit 40 years old. And uh, as you get older, there's, there's off seasons and there's in seasons of exercise and we all go through them. But our youth athletes don't really have that choice. And they also have a little bit what we call youth juice. They're, they're younger. They can handle uh, exercise all year long. Maybe they don't stretch, they don't do things, but they might have a season all year long. And for us adults, that might not be the case. So the principles here today are about the ebb and flow of different seasons within a youth athlete schedule. So let's talk about them. Number one. All right. So coming around the corner into the summer, uh, many youth athletes, they're going to be in either an off-season or in-season, depending on what you do. So if you're in a club sport, uh, lacrosse, field hockey, soccer, whatever it is, and summers are busy for you, 
then this is also going to apply. But people who have off seasons, this does apply as well, because if you're in the off season, most people just sit back and they play on their PlayStation or, you know, iPad or whatever it is, and they decondition themselves. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about both extremes, Um, no off season and a lot of off season, almost too much. So let's talk about that. All right. Number one, year-round sports. Okay. So if your youth athlete is in year-round sports, this can be very detrimental uh, to injury and, and their overall, um, just their profile, their their health profile. Now, and the main reason is that they're, they don't have a chance to what we call deload or unload. Um, they don't have time to work on the necessary things that uh, could prevent injury. And, and here's what I mean. A fun fact is when people go into sports, let's talk about professional sports uh, and professional athletes. When they go into sports, uh, there is an off-season, a preseason, and an in-season. When athletes go into an in-season, typically they lose weight. Why? Why would you say that? So let's look at an NFL team. Uh, an athlete goes into season maybe August, uh, into preseason. They have a couple games in August, and then they go into season in September. What happens over the summer and spring, they actually bulk up. They add weight. They add mass. They add strength. They add everything else. And in season, because they're training so much, because they're competing at a higher frequency, because they don't have time to recover between you know Sunday football game and you know training four days, five days a week, and then uh, going into game day again, they actually don't have time to build back what they just broke down during the game. So that's what leads to injuries. They actually start losing weight throughout the season. So in the preseason and off season is when they actually build the foundation. That's when they get the strongest and biggest. And then in season, they're going to try and maintain it. But a lot of times they actually start decreasing their actual weight. They lose weight. They lose strength. They lose the power. And that's just the normal part of sports. And think about this. If an athlete is training all year round, how do you, when is the time to build? When do you build the strength? When do you build flexibility? When do you build it? In season? No. In season, if they're in season all year long, there's never a rebuilding period. It's just a tear down period all year long. So if you ever wonder, wow, you know, my son or daughter or my cousin or my friend has a kid that's always hurt. (laughs) And we get that. We understand that. Listen, we love helping people, but we love having long-term changes. Like if, if you ask us, what's the biggest gratification that you guys get as being healthcare providers, not just physical therapists, but healthcare providers beyond the injury, our passion is keeping you out of pain and away from it, giving you information and education so you can manage it so that all year long, you know how to manage a full year, that you don't have to depend on injury to come see us. We teach you how to like literally like work on things all year long, and that way you know how to navigate it. And so we really facilitate independence with a lot of our youth athletes. We love to teach them about their body, their mechanics, how to control the variables, when to put on size, when to put on mass, when to work on your flexibility, and in season, how to maintain the weight so you don't drop and your performance drops at the same time. So you have to ask, if somebody's playing sports all year round, in season is a deterioration period. So if they're in season all year long, they're deteriorating all year long. And now that deteriorating is a bad word to use, but literally that's what's happening to all the cells in the body. All the the aches and the pains come about because there's no recovery process. And you say, well, it's just competitive sports and they have to be in. I totally get that. But I'm going to offer some solutions that you need to know in the event that you have a child that plays year-round sports. 
And so one of the things that we talk about is um, there's no deload period. So they're just on, on every season. So in an ideal world, this is how we break it down. In an ideal world, you would have every three months, you get one week off. Every three months, doesn't matter, pick a period. Three months, you get a week off. And what you're going to have to do is choose around a low peak period. So some people know that they have, you know, state championships in June and they have a big tournament in May and, or in uh, March, and they have a big Christmas tournament in December and a fall tournament um, out of state in August. If those are your peaks, then you have to know where the valleys are. So probably after that tournament, you got a week off. And what that allows your body to do is repair itself and reestablish and get prepped. Now for a youth athlete who's under 18 and they have what we call youth juice, it's still a good thing. Don't think that they are, um, you know, they're resilient uh, to everything. They are, they're very much susceptible to the same injuries that an adult has. They recover a little faster, but the principles still stay the same. If you, we're very fortunate to work with a lot of professional athletes at sports performance. And because of that, one of the things that we do is we'll connect pro athletes with our youth athletes. And we ask as a pro athlete, what's the number one thing that you would have done uh, to, to at this age to um, improve your longevity or improve your, you know, or streamline the process to get to where you are now. And a lot of them will give us great advice. And these are the, some of the things that they, they, they tell us personally, and that's what we share. And this is one, you always have a deload after a large period of, of um, you know, deterioration or progress in, in a sport. So for instance, if you go January to March, at the end of March, you're taking a week off in April, then you can go for three months, take a week off, have these peaks and valleys so you have time to recover. So if you're all year long, you have to force it. Maybe your team is not involved, but you know what? You are not your team. Your child is not your team. Your cousin's not your team. You are the smarter athlete. And if you want to you wanna be able to sustain this work ethic and this uh, performance at a high level for many years, this is where you have to start. This is the smartest thing. I don't care if they're the superstar player or the you know fifth string person. It doesn't matter. A body is a body and it needs to be implemented. So um, that's the first one. So year-round sports can really put a damper on people's performance. Uh, I would highly recommend that you take a week off every you know minimum three months if you can squeeze it out to four but honestly you can get four total weeks off a year and that's beautiful your your body will feel it so you're not going 12 months you're actually going 11 months hard but you're getting one week in between every three months and so that gives you four total weeks off that's a whole month off of 12 months that's huge so uh start there number two uh overtraining okay so Overtraining. Now we're talking about, we just talked about a full season, 12 months in a row. We can break that apart and go three months with one week off, three months with one week off. And you just repeat. Okay. So that's a full month off. So now let's dive deeper into like a weekly schedule. Now, most people think, well, you know, they're young, uh, they can train seven days or, um, you know, maybe they only train five days. So they have two days off, maybe a, 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 a Sunday and a Thursday. I think that for a lot of club teams, that's pretty common or a lighter day on Thursdays and Sundays are completely off. Now, what that means is overtraining doesn't necessarily just mean that you're like on Thursdays and Sundays, you're just sitting on the couch and letting them do nothing. You have to have some participation in an active recovery. You imagine, uh, you know, you felt it before, maybe your, your thigh muscles or your arm muscles after a good workout, they're super sore. And one of the worst things you can do is just like, let that sit. Um, imagine like almost like rust, uh, you know, that's not, it needs to be lubricated. You got to move those things around. So one of the best things you can do is have your child 
go on a leisurely walk with you. Um, doesn't have to be super intense. Get on a bike for 20 minutes and just cycle and just pedal. Um, maybe go for a swim, 15, 20 minutes. If you love surfing, doesn't have to be a big session, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Just something to move and we call a flush. Just flush all the junk, the lactic acid out of the system. So um, overtraining is when you are literally uh, going you know, seven days a week, not having a rest, they should at least have one or two days where they're having an active recovery portion where they're just allowing some of that junk to just flush out of there. Now, the, the thing that we see most often, and um, if you're, if you're a, a parent and you're listening to this or you know somebody, you can shake your head. Most parents think, well, it's five days off. What about those other two days? We can, we can get them faster. Let, let's put them on an agility program. Let's get them with a private coach and work on some things. Now, I'm all about that. I am all about that. And if you are a client with us, um, you know, we always support those things. But when we have to, what we do is we'll look at your whole week and see where can we tone down some things to allow you to do those things. You can't go seven days hard. You know, your, your athlete is an amazing athlete. They've got good genetics. However, they're human and their body will break down. And what we're telling you right now is just fine tune what the week looks like. If you're going seven days a week, five days of hard, intense practice and two days where one's with the skills coach and one's with a fitness coach, it might be a little tough unless, caveat, the skills coach and the fitness coach know how to moderate how much you are doing. Now, that means that they shouldn't be doing all out sprints, all these high-end conditioning, high plyometrics and high intensity, you know, high conditioning. You have to be very careful with these things. Um, yes, we do have athletes that we, you know, that will train seven days, but we we control the variables. So we'll ask them, you know, what does a Monday through Wednesday look like? What's your Friday look like? What's your Saturday? Do you have a game day this week? So let's pull back just a little bit. Let's work on some stretching. Let's work on some active recovery. Let's work on just a little bit of light stretching, uh, light conditioning. It's knowing, knowing how to push and pull. And that's the variables that you always have to do. So there's four variables that we always play with, frequency, intensity, time, and type. When we, it's called the fifth principle. And anytime that we have those four principles, we're always looking at in a week, how many times did you practice? Five. Okay, so we know we have to figure out, figure out now what's the intensity? How intense were those? What was the type of training? Why well, did sprints, conditioning? So you did all you know, lactic acid, all conditioning-based stuff. Did you do any strengthening? No. So we can add a little bit of that to maintain the muscle mass and the type of training. So what type of training did you do? Um, I, uh, or the total time under, uh, that you did it. I did 60 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, either way, we're playing math. We're looking at what can we do across the week to allow you to stay productive, not lose muscle mass and preserve everything from, uh, making you worse or putting you in a hole. So ultimately you can't have your athletes or your kids overtraining too much. Uh, just make sure that they're prioritizing the stretching, rolling out, taking a walk, active recovery. Don't give them too much. Now, if they're in the off season, that's a little different variable. If they're in season, we have to be very careful. In the off season, we can play a little bit more. There's always leeway. And if they're preseason, then we have to shorten that down just a little bit. But where we can make the most gains is in the off season. So we always advocate if we can have an athlete in the off season, give us a chance, like give us the off season so we can build a great foundation to this pyramid. At the top of the pyramid is skill. Now this is where our skill set as healthcare providers kind of taps out. This is the, the coach of that specific sport. We're at the bottom of the pyramid. We're here to teach your child about sleep, nutrition, uh, recovery processes, getting stronger, getting more flexible. If we can have that great base, 
Perfect. Now we can add conditioning on top of that, and then we can add skill. Most people think, well, I have to get their skill better, and I gotta get them faster. Uh, so I gotta get them fast and uh, on the field better. But the problem is they're missing this huge foundation at the bottom of the pyramid. They don't sleep. They're playing games, you know, uh, PlayStation on the weekends. They're not recovering. No stretching. No foam rolling. Not eating right. Zero sleep. So the recovery is down the drain. So everything being worked on the fitness stand, standpoint collapses because it doesn't have a foundation underneath. I promise I see it. We've worked in the pros. I've, I've literally lived this day in, day out. And uh, the conversations I've had with pro athletes, is the same that I have with parents at sports performance. So, um, so overtrain, do not do too much, especially in season. All right. So now what about the preseason? There's this gap. So the off season is where you make the most gains in season. You have to be very, very careful because their priority is skill. You don't want to have them lose mass or strength. So what do you do in the in season? Like now we have this gap, you made them big and strong and resilient and flexible. And there's this other portion where now we're getting into skill and they're doing conditioning and speed. Now, what about the preseason? Now, this is where your child or athlete gets really game ready. Like it's not just off season. Off season builds this huge foundation. And now there's in season. Now there's this gap. This is where literally now you make all the gains. This is where you work on agility, plow metrics, getting faster, stronger, all the above. Off season, get them big, bulky, strong, flexible. And now let's work on speed and conditioning uh, on that preseason, get them fit. And most people get this, and, and this is a conversation we have with, with most parents. This is where sports-specific training and programming comes in, right? Strength, agility, conditioning, everything else, and speed. Most people will put their kids in without a preseason, go straight into an uh, in-season type of a training. And they had no off-season training, no preseason, and they just show up. Now, here's an example. You ever seen uh, athletes or kids go into cross-country training and they go straight in? There's like no time. And they didn't do it over the summer and they get into the fall and they just go right in. What's that a recipe for? Uh, shin splints. So what do we get in September at Sports Performance? Shin splints. And the parents are always like, well, what can we do? The problem is that should have started in May, June, July, August. That's the reality of it. So we are all about helping people, but the reality is it's a little harder for us because now they're going to miss, you know, two weeks, four weeks, or six weeks with shin splints. And now we got to get them strong, but we can't get them strong because they're going to lose weight throughout the season. So now we have to balance this. Like we just wish we could put a little bit of strength and flexibility into them early, build a foundation, get them into, you know, agility training. So those shins and their feet are ready to tolerate more repetitions. And so when they go into the season, they are prepped and ready. And so most parents start with us because of injury. And then we get them out of their season. They get through the season. We'll keep them in. And then we bring them into off-season training where we can work on performance training, get them strong, get them flexible. Um, and then they learn the principles on how to recover, what type of foods to eat, nutrition. From there, then we seamlessly bring them into preseason develop the speed and agility coordination, develop the plow metrics, develop the impact progression so that for the next season, now they're ready. You can see how this is a full year of training. Now, don't be overwhelmed by that. But what I'm saying in an ideal scenario, this is how pro sports work. I've worked in it. I've done it for over a decade. This is exactly how it works in every single sport. It's at the highest level. How do you map out an athlete's training just like this? And so what we're saying is, you can't have your athlete all year round without breaks, one week after every three months. 
You can't have them overtraining five days a week of high intensity in season, plus a skills day with a pro, like a skills coach, and then a conditioning day with a personal trainer or a fitness coach. You can't do it in season, especially if they're not used to it. They need recovery days, maybe in the off season, maybe even into the preseason, but not in season. And then lastly, just making sure that their preseason is the time where they're doing all of the things that we just talked about. Off season, let's get them strong and flexible. Preseason, let's get them fast, moving great, work on the coordination. And then in season, they're just doing the darn thing. They're just literally finishing off everything that we worked on. So ultimately, I wanted to cover the three things that every youth athlete can be doing that may be causing them injury. And as a parent, you know, I'm a parent, I have three kids, uh, Zach, Alex, and Jacob. And, um, you know, as I see them starting to get into sports, it's, it's very, um, you, you get motivated to push them a little bit more, but you have to realize that their little bodies uh, need a rest and recover. And there is equations on this. And just because maybe you as in growing up that you as an athlete just work through things it's different now they it's a different sport it's a different mentality it's a different all year long it's different club it's different high school it's it's very very different same human bodies different platform that they have to compete in more pressure more athletes there's a lot going on and we understand that because we're seeing that the evolution over the last three to five years of uh, high level athletics has changed dramatically and so because of that our feedback is we're just giving it a little bit faster and ideal um, to what we highly recommend and what we're seeing with parents and what we work with pro athletes. And we're bringing that to you guys. So all this information comes from our pro athletes, all the healthcare providers, our massage therapists, our uh, performance coaches, our uh, physical therapists, and everybody here. So we brought together this, you know, compilation of feedback to be able to keep your uh, youth athletes uh, healthy. Now, if that sounds like you, if you're like, you know what, I am concerned, you know, that I, I think that I might be overtraining or my, or my kid can use a little bit of support. Um, if that sounds like you and you're like, hey, wh what's the next step? Um, the next thing I would do is um, contact us, let us know, teamsp at sportsperformancept.com or head over to our website, sportsperformancept.com and uh, submit any of our forms. We have free eBooks on there to help your athlete. But if you're looking for like straight advice, what should I do to start this process? I'd say get it connected with us. Um, one of our uh, specialists will just kind of help navigate like what, where do you start? Who's the best provider? Um, do you work with fitness coaching first? Do you work with the medical healthcare providers first? Um, when do they need what, at what phase? And at that point we can help you, but most people think that they have to start with the personal training or fitness coach. You don't, sometimes it's just about education on the front end. Do they just need a little bit of guidance? We call bumpers. Um, this is how much you sleep. This is how much your program should have. Take these days off, work on this, work on this for two months, come back, work on this. So in that domain, that's how we help people the best. So uh, what I would do is start with, um, you know, one of our uh, discovery visits, just see where, where it is you need to start um, and then uh, start talking to any of our specialists, figure out what your kids needs and we'll push them in the right direction and then just check in and say, hey, what's next for me? Uh, if that sounds like you or if you have a friend or a family member who has a child who might need this, um, share this episode with them. This is like what we love, injury prevention, uh, you know, helping at youth athletes train like pro athletes. It's amazing. So, and if you, uh, if this sounds like you too, and you're uh, almost 40 years old, like myself, uh, you can use some of these principles as well. So I hope that helps uh, wherever you are in this world. I hope you're staying healthy uh, and staying active and away from injuries. Um, all right, everyone, we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. 
This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.